Welcome to the What's Your Grief podcast. The hosts are my mom and Miss Lisa. Hey, this is Eleanor. And hi, this is Lisa. Welcome to the What's Your Grief podcast, where we talk about the experience of life after loss, one topic at a time. For those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are the mental health professionals behind the grief website, whatsyourgrief.com, where we have hundreds and hundreds of articles on many things related to grief, coping, uh, loss, all sorts of issues that you maybe never even realized were related to grief. So check it out whenever you get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and we are coming to you today at a exciting time of year. Yeah. Uh, exciting for us, at right. least. Not the holidays, though it is the holidays, but it is also the birthday of our blog. It is. It is our birthday. We turn four. We we also sometimes call it our blog anniversary. So we we're do. we're kind of divided over whether it's a birthday or an anniversary. So it might be a little yeah, a little both. Both. it's both. Either way, it really does, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Interchangeably. Yeah. Either way, it was four years ago, right around now, that we put our first post up. Yes. At whatsyourgrief.com. Yeah. And I think we had no idea at that point where we were going to go, if it was going to go anywhere. We just started no. it as a little... I mean, when I look back, I'm like, whoa. It's yes. Been, it's been a long haul, but I feel like um, just the people we've been able to interact with and to meet and to help, you know, point in the right direction for grief support and to, you know, whatever it is, yes. um, I've just been so floored by the... Many things that happened that I never would have expected to happen. Totally agree. Um, so it's been a journey. It's been a journey mm-hmm. and exciting. And I feel like at this time of year, we start talking a lot about how to keep it going, how right. to grow things, um, how to just, what are our goals going forward, all of those things. And a big piece of this, and probably the hardest piece of this right. for us, is what's your grief started and continues to be just the two of us yes. trying to figure out how to make it work. Right. We don't have like an organization who funds right. us. We don't have grant funders or anything um, like mm-hmm. that. So a lot of it is just us piecing things together, yeah. trying to be able to keep this going and trying to figure out new things we can do. So this is the one time of year that we do something we hate, yeah. which is we come to our readers, our listeners, everyone who engages with us in different places um, on the web and asks, we ask for your financial support yeah. in any way Big or small that you can swing. And we know it's a tough time of year at the holidays. We know a lot of people are coming to you asking for support and you've got holiday gifts to get and all of those things. Um, But even the smallest amount really makes a big difference to allow us to keep the podcast going, the site going, the school going, everything else that we're doing online. Yeah. So we appreciate anything that you can possibly do to show some support if you've gotten some support in your grief from us. Yeah, I think our main goal with this is to keep as much of our content free as possible Mm -hmm. and also to keep it ad-free. We, uh, the quickest way for a website to become able to sustain itself is through advertisements, I think, for many people. And that's a route that we've intentionally avoided because we feel that advertisements are kind of a bother Mm -hmm. (laughs) when somebody's trying to really process and cope with their grief. So um, if, you know, if you too are committed to keeping, you know, keeping these same goals, you know, anything, anything helps. And of course we recognize that not everybody can 
uh, donate money or, or even wants to. So if if not, and if you still want to support us, there are a lot of other things that people can do to help support What's Your Grief. We have print resources. We, you know, every time you share an article or a podcast with somebody, it helps us. You can leave a rating or a review on, on iTunes. So there are many ways to be supportive, and we appreciate every single last one of them. Absolutely. So, yeah. so thanks to you guys for anything you can do to help keep us going in 2017. Yes, thank you. And speaking of our content um, and the holidays, uh, if you are, we know this time of year can be difficult for a lot of people with the holidays. Um, so if you feel like you need a little, a little extra support, we just want to remind you that we have a ton of articles on specifically on coping with grief at the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, would you say the best place to send somebody would be our Facebook page right now? I think right now on Facebook, we've been resharing stuff on Facebook all the time, some of our older posts, because though we're putting some new stuff out this year, a lot of this, a lot of the content is content from years past, and we've been sharing a lot of that there. So if you go to Facebook, that's an easy place to find everything. You also on the blog can look in our categories. We have Mm -hmm. a holidays and special days. Yeah category and within that you can find a listing right. of a lot of our holiday posts um, mixed in with that are some of the non-winter holidays right. too um, but you can certainly find all of all of those posts there as well so uh, we encourage you to go over if you mm-hmm. don't already follow us on Facebook it's a good sure. place to just stay up to date with everything we're resharing of course if you don't see something and you want to know where to find it or want to suggest a post idea, um, you can email us at whatsyourgrief at gmail.com as well. Oh, and, and we'll post, we'll link to some of those articles on oh, our definitely. notes page for yeah. this podcast as well. So yes. just, you know, get people started. <laughs> because today, we will link to them because today yeah. we are talking about another holiday related sure. theme. right. <laughs> so it only seemed appropriate. We know this is, the holidays are for so many people what is the front of people's minds, right. just trying to figure out how to get through the holiday season. We have some past podcasts in addition to posts where we've talked about communication yeah. between family, planning for the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to be on the same page. We talked last time about expectations for the holidays, yeah. which is going to tie in a little bit to our topic today right. as well. I feel like when we talk, started talking about this topic, I felt like there's no way we haven't addressed this specifically before, right. but I think what we've done is we've talked about this topic in many different capacities in the past through our podcast so we've talked around it in different ways we've touched on it but what we haven't really explicitly done a full episode on is thinking about ritual and tradition and how that impacts us during the holidays so we wanted to focus really in on that topic Mm -hmm. i will say right out of the gate that if you didn't listen to the expectations podcast yet I'd listen to that one, yeah, and um, and then also listen to this one because I do think there's a lot mm-hmm. that has that goes together between yeah. our expectations yeah. for the holidays and rituals and traditions, right. yeah. Um, but we want to do a couple things, just talk about why tradition is hard. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, to start out, when we think about the holiday season, so much of what makes the holidays the holidays are traditions, yeah, traditions that are family traditions, cultural traditions, traditions that. We've known our entire lives, um, and that's one of the things that makes right. the holidays really great and comforting. Yeah. And it's also what, in grief, can make them really, really difficult. Well, and I think that that there are a couple themes that we've seen mm-hmm. that come out with why traditions are hard. And I would say the number one thing, especially for people who are new to their grief, mm-hmm. is that idea of grief triggers. Yes, um, because 
their people's loved ones are often so much a part of that tradition. Yep. Um, and traditions are one thing that are typically the same. Right. From year to year to year. Uh-huh. So when it's not the same, it's just so blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are roles that need to be filled, and that can bring up a lot of emotion. So I think that just that fear of being overcome by grief triggers or feeling incapacitated in the moment is one of the biggest hurdles. Yeah, and it's one of the complicated ones because traditions by nature are something that we typically find comforting. Right. And so when a tradition that we've always found to be comforting right. is now suddenly a trigger right. that causes us to feel pain and that you know some emotions coming up unexpectedly yeah. That's really, really difficult because it really changes the nature of what tradition is about. And so I think what the problem many people are faced with is that question of do we skip it all together because Mm -hmm. it's going to be too hard or because we simply can't do it? Right. Or do we change it? Or do we try and muddle through it and keep it exactly the same? And one thing that I think can be hard for people is because traditions are the is that thread sometimes that binds our past our family's past to uh-huh. our family's present and future and to leave it behind can is another loss Absolutely. in and of itself and so one of the things that we've talked about in some other cases that I think is important to remember is that sometimes in our heads we make tradition really black and white And we think it has to look exactly the same for it to be tradition. It has to happen every single year for it to be tradition. It has to be, you know, really, really regimented in that way. Uh, But I think what we're going to talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about today and what also we referenced in that expectations podcast is that there can be a flexibility that comes with tradition. We can take breaks from traditions. We can adjust traditions. We can Mm -hmm. start new traditions. There's a lot of things that we can do. Yeah. And part of it's just about being thoughtful and actually planning and having these conversations as the holidays come up as a family to do some things with yeah. tradition that it's always going to be bittersweet, sure, but that can help us to get through. Yeah, I think one of our very first podcasts was about planning for the holidays with mm-hmm. your family, so we'll link to that. We're not going to talk specifically about planning yeah. today. We're going to offer some ideas for creating new holiday tradition, yep. um, but we'll link to a podcast to help you with planning if that's something that you guys are you know interested in listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if first we want to talk about what it means to be flexible about tradition yes. and to sort of put per, put tradition after a loss into perspective. Mm-hmm. And because um, something that we feel like, as you said, is that tradition needs to be black or white, all or nothing, perfect or, or, or terrible, right? right. Um, and what we know is that change can be hard, but it can also be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, very good might not feel like the right adjective this year for you, but in the long run, there there are a lot of opportunities. Um, so a couple things we would just kind of want to talk about are, are why, you know, how to kind of shift that perspective mm-hmm. and, and tradition. And I think one of my favorite things to remind myself of is the fact that, you know, with holiday tradition, a lot of times we get kind of focused on these big traditions, mm-hmm. the big parties or the big get-togethers or the big, you know, uh, holiday decorating evening. Um, but just we want to remind people that when it comes to creating those family traditions that are really meaningful and that create a sense of belonging and continuity, mm-hmm. a lot of times small traditions are just as important as mm-hmm. those big traditions. So if it's a song you sing before going to bed, 
you know, Christmas Eve, yeah. or if it's a certain dish that you have for breakfast um, mm-hmm. in the morning um, of your celebration. Um, these small things are really kind of manageable and yep. easy, easier to kind of pull off, and they are often just as important as those big traditions. Absolutely. Uh, and I think with that, sort of related to that, is the idea that in addition to small traditions being really valuable, is also not putting pressure on ourselves to make those traditions perfect. Yeah. There can be this sense that, you know, the tradition has to look exactly the way that it's looked in years past. Or maybe you get a specific expectation in your head of what you want this tradition to look like. Uh, And then when it doesn't go exactly that way, you end up feeling like you failed or really emotional Mm -hmm. about the way it didn't turn out. And so sometimes it's about saying, okay, I'm going to do my best this year Mm -hmm. with this. Maybe it's that I'm going to try to make this dish that my grandmother always made and might not come out perfectly. It might not come out the way that she made it, but part of it is that I am making an effort to carry on this tradition of making this this dish. But going into it with that idea that I'm going to do my best, we're going to try to do this, it might not come out perfectly, and that's absolutely okay. Well, and we we talk a lot when we talk about, we do workshops on using art to, Mm -hmm. to cope with grief. And in that conversation, a lot of times we talk about not focusing on the outcome mm-hmm. as much as the process and being present with the process and how it feels to be kind of present with your loved one's memory um, and with past memories and yeah, things like having that. having conversations. And I, you know, I, although we do feel like the outcome has a lot of importance in these instances a lot of the time, I would recommend that people try and be really present and mindful mm-hmm. of the process. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that process isn't a painful experience for you. Hopefully it's one that makes you feel a little bit closer to your traditions and, and to your loved one. Um, and that's hard. I mean, yeah. it's easy to say, you know, don't get caught up in the outcome. But when you've got, like, the burnt pie that you're... It, dis- is. it is very hard to not be disappointed. Uh, but I think that idea of trying to right. keep the focus on the process, trying to keep the focus on the idea that even around the burnt pie, you can still share memories of right. the wonderful pies of your right. path and talk about your grandmother or yeah. whatever it may have been, finding that value there. And, you know, that idea of sort of, again, being cautious of comparison. Yeah. I think it's really hard yeah. to not compare with years past right. or compare with what we see on TV or compare, you know, that expectation yeah. thing. So sometimes taking a step back and going, you know, this year we're doing our best. Right. It's not going to look like it's always looked. It's, that is the reality. So let's focus right. on the value in the moment and yes. try not to compare. And I, I, I recognize how hard that can be for people who maybe feel like they have to keep things perfect to kind of prove to themselves and to other people that everything's mm-hmm. okay. Or for parents a lot of the time who are like, I'm going to keep everything consistent for my children. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really, really hard not to compare. But in grief in general, we always caution people, don't compare now to how you or your life was before because it's never going to be the right. same. Like, that is just, I know it sounds harsh, but that is just the fact. Right. Somebody very, very important has has is gone. Right. And you've changed and the world has changed. And so it's impossible to compare. Exactly. Um, and a lot of times we just say, you know, like, compare yourself to your baseline, to your worst, right? And right. so you're, you're not at your worst, hopefully. And if you are, just have hope that next year will be better. But exactly. it just... it. 
it's not going to work for you to compare yourself to years past because there's no comparison. There's no comparison. And that really ties in, I think, to the to the last couple points we wanted to make before we talk about some practicalities, which is the idea that it's absolutely okay to acknowledge that things aren't ever going to be the same. We can't go back and replicate right. uh, the holiday we might want of years past when that person is gone. And that there can be some real value in to right. changing traditions and to creating new traditions. And sometimes those new traditions and those changes yeah. are actually what brings our loved one with us right. into the holidays going forward. So they're not there physically with us. Yeah. They're no longer at the table with us. But sometimes we can create new traditions or change and adapt right. old traditions in a way that allows us to feel close to right. our loved one, to connect with them, to memorialize them, right. to talk about them as a yeah. family. And that's really what's going to allow them to keep being part of yeah. the holiday as you go forward. Yeah, and I, I think that families, sometimes it feels so hard to change in this one specific instance, but I think it's important for families to think about all the many times that they've changed as a family and changed tradition as people have grown older, new people have joined the family, mm-hmm. um, celebrations have taken place at different places, things like that. Families change all the time, and you're not changing in a way that's leaving your loved one behind by accepting mm-hmm. the fact that things are going to change and by finding ways to incorporate their memory into this holiday, you're changing with your loved one. And I think it's important for people to put that into perspective. And also to remember, if you hate the changes that you've made, if they felt terrible and wrong, you can just change back next year. Absolutely. And we've talked about this in so many capacities before, even with skipping the holidays altogether. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people choose to skip and then you might really regret that you skipped and you know but it's nothing is permanent there's always this ability to kind of do it again next time and so keeping that in mind no matter what decisions you make what no matter how you adapt or keep or get rid of traditions create new traditions you can always change it again yes absolutely so really we kind of want to look at this as what opportunities do we have to create some new traditions uh-huh. or maybe to change our traditions to incorporate our loved ones. Yep. And honestly, your tradition is very specific to you and your family. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to think about your holiday and the ways that it makes the most sense for you to incorporate your loved one into your holiday and create new tradition. We have a few that we have come up with just based on our experience and also I would say heavily based on input from Mm -hmm. our readers um, of things that they have done and that have worked for them and I think we can offer a few here and then we'll link to some articles that might have some other ideas as well yeah and the first one I think is one it's a simple one it's one we've already referenced a little bit uh, which is just thinking about how food is really a, oftentimes at the holidays a tradition in and of itself. Yeah. There's the same foods that you may eat year after year. There's the foods that certain family members are famous for making, the dishes that they always bring with them. Uh, and so if there's a dish that your loved one loved, that there was their, always their favorite, or if there's something that they always made, mm-hmm. there is an opportunity to think about how you might be able to carry on that tradition of maybe cooking the dish that they always right. made or the dish that they always, that they always loved, that there was, fa- was their favorite, 
um, to really make that an ongoing tradition and yeah. a discussion <clears throat> during the holiday. Some other suggestions that actually I think we received from readers that I really like involving food mm-hmm. um, is that uh, some people had a hard time with that big holiday dinner kind mm-hmm. of idea. Um, so they made the shift to start having a quiet family breakfast yeah. before the, the hustle and bustle of the day. Um, just a, a small get together with their closest family. Um, and sort of, you know, as a way to bring people together, uh-huh. um, and still have that moment of togetherness, uh, that they didn't maybe feel they were going to have in that big family dinner, um, situation. So I kind of, I love that idea of getting yeah. people together for that. Um, maybe all people who are impacted by the loss who need that. That sort of centering before the day before begins the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe find a way to talk about your loved one, share stories of your loved one in that moment. Or if you're not necessarily celebrating the day or the dinner or whatever it is that your family does with people who are also impacted by the loss, I love the idea of trying to get people together for like an after dinner drink somewhere. Yeah. Um, who are impacted by the loss to maybe have a toast to your loved one. Um, doesn't have to be alcoholic. It can be non-alcoholic, eggnog, whatever it is. Um, but just to get people together to remember your loved one mm-hmm. on the holiday. Yes, definitely. Um, I think one of the other things that we have talked about ourselves and have had other people talk about a lot on the on the blog as well is just the impact of music during yeah. the holidays. And when we talk about triggers, I mean, it's so interesting. Music, I think, can be one of the biggest triggers for people. We hear this time and again that songs are just so emotional. They bring right. up so many memories. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that can be really nice to do is really think about, okay, what music do we want to incorporate into the holiday? And sometimes that is creating a playlist Mm -hmm. or songs that you, if you're of a family that sings together and does some sort of, you know, carols and things at the holidays, think about what songs in memory of your loved one that you want to include, what songs did they love. Right. Um, Being mindful about the fact that that can be emotional, but it can also be a really strong connection to people. Well, interestingly, I think music is one of those things that many people, like, resonate with the experience of, like, having a good cry over music. Mm -hmm. So even if if it's not just, like, a playlist of things that, you know maybe keep people like keep people's spirits up or keep people connected in a mm-hmm. positive way you know what songs do you want to like put on maybe mm-hmm. a, a sad holiday kind of christmas one that brings you closer but also maybe emotional but like gives you that cathartic cry absolutely you know what i mean am yeah. i the only one <laughs> no there was like a whole research i yeah. we shared it at one right. point about why do people love listening to yeah. sad songs and Listening to songs that make us sad or that are kind of sad songs can actually make us feel, ironically, a little bit better and can make us, you know, we do have that cathartic cry or sometimes can make us feel connected to other people. So there is value in that for sure. Yeah. Um, So there's a couple others. I think one that is kind of obvious is 
incorporating kind of a moment of silence Mm -hmm. or a moment of recognition into whatever your holiday celebration is. So maybe it's a moment of silence after a prayer or after a blessing. Um, Maybe it's that you all, everybody gets together and lights a candle. Uh Um, Some people like to light a candle and share a memory or light a candle and sing a song, um, as we just talked about music. Um, So uh, sometimes, actually, you may even look in your community to see if there are any candle ceremonies going on. Um, but there are those opportunities to create that kind of moment uh, to honor your loved one. And I think with that, some of the, we've suggested this in other places, but looking for um, both ceremonies and also if you're involved, if you're Christian or of another faith, um, a number of faith groups will do ceremonies around the holidays as well, specifically in memory of those who are no longer here. So looking for those can be a new tradition Mm -hmm. to attend um, a service that may be for those who are no longer here. By the time you listen to this, it may be too late for the 2016 year, but some people also like to choose a date where they start lighting a candle Mm -hmm. in their home and then leaving that candle burning throughout the holiday season. Yeah. um, Just kind of in recognition of their loved ones. So I just throw that in there maybe for the 2017 year. Yes, (laughs) definitely. Um, Other ones, donate. Yeah. Um, In your loved one's name, give a gift to an organization that they loved, that reminds you of them, um, that you love Uh selfishly. (laughs) Well, I think this can be a, a really nice tradition when you know that one of the things that can be hard is if you always bought a gift for that person every year and now suddenly that person's gone. You're not right. buying a gift for them. Right. This can be sort of a new symbolic tradition right. where if you make a donation or if you buy something that you would have bought for them but right. then donate Donating it to it. somewhere. Or, or gifting it to somebody who you know who would love it or, or exactly. you know, something like that. It can be a tradition that it really can bring some comfort and keep you connected with right. the person who right. you've lost. Um, that, for some reason, made me think of remembrance ornaments. Uh-huh. I think when you said buying something that reminded you of them. A lot of people every year like to choose a new remembrance ornament for mm-hmm. their loved one um, and maybe hang it on whatever tree if yep. that's what you do. Um, or some people say they buy their own special little tree for their remembrance ornaments. Yep. Um, I've seen quite a few people have shared um, their little remembrance. We should ask people on Facebook to share them because I love yeah. seeing them and I don't think we've done that this year. Um, but a lot of people will have their own special space for those like holiday memorial ornaments, ornaments. or trinkets or things like that uh, in remembrance of their loved one. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a new ornament every year. Sometimes it's just that one ornament that you have gotten that you really take the time every year to hang it together as a family and think about your loved one and take some time and space. Again, just creating what's going to work for you makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another piece that kind of goes with that can be in other decorations that you have at the holidays and thinking about ways that you can incorporate sharing memories in those those decorations. One thing we've done with groups in the past is to make ornaments where, you know, it's so easy now to get those bulbs that are those ornament balls that you can fill Mm -hmm. yourself with whatever you want. And so sometimes writing down a favorite memory, having everybody write down a favorite memory on some pretty paper and putting it, strips of paper, putting it in there. Um, You kind of can create different things. You can create holiday garland out of um, things that everybody has written memories on. So thinking about just different creative ways to do that. If you are like somebody who likes creativity but doesn't like coming up with the ideas, 
Pinterest is oh, a yes. great place to go and just type in remembrance ornaments or, uh-huh. or whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, cause there's tons of different ideas at Michael's. Mm-hmm. You can buy ornaments that you can write on with a yep. Sharpie. So you could have everybody sh- write a memory down on an ornament and hang it on the tree, put it in a stocking. Mm-hmm. I've even seen memorial tablecloths we yep. linked to in one of our posts, um, that we'll, pr- we'll, that we'll put on our notes page. Um, so there's so many different mm-hmm. ideas and if, oh, we haven't, um, we've been meaning to write a post on this one, but if you have photo albums or photo yeah. books that you can write in, um, an idea that I, we both love is, um, having out a photo album and some Uh pens where people can write down their memories of specific photos Photos. in the album. Um, This is something my family did before my mom died. Um, Not on purpose. It just was coincidence that they did it. And I am so happy that we did because it's nice to hear her memories of these photographs that otherwise I would never have the context for. So um, think about doing something with photos. Mm -hmm. I think those are really nice to do. Um, and I think then one that is really common uh, that we think about a lot is uh, sort of what you can do at your holiday table. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times people talk about the empty chair at right. the holiday table. So leaving a seat at the table right. where your loved one would have been is something that sometimes yeah. people do to just symbolically think about the fact that your family member is always part of that holiday. Even if they're not physically here with us, they're here with us in the memories of all the holidays past. And it can be a way to have some conversation about that person. Yes. Um, So we, I think in the past we've done some things where we've had discussions around the empty yeah. The empty oh, chair yeah, at the definitely. table. And um, people do that in ways that I think can be really symbolically comforting at the Absolutely. holiday. I think last but not least, I mean, there are many other ideas, but mm, okay. last for us, <laughs> um, is just making some time for your loved one in the same way that you would make time for people who are here, you know? Um, and if there's a special place where you go to feel close to your loved one, take a little time in the morning or, you know, on your way to whatever celebration you're going to, um, to stop by that place or if it's in your home, great. But if it's a, maybe a memorial or a grave or just a a space where you feel close to them, um, go there and have a couple moments either alone or with other people who are also grieving, um, them to just make, take that time to be kind of present with them. Definitely. Um, and again, there's so many more ideas than this and, um, the ones that resonate with you are going to be very specific to your celebrations and who your loved one was mm-hmm. and a number of different things. Uh, but this is kind of just to get you started and to get your wheels turning. Um, and we'll link to some other stuff that might help as well. Yeah. And if you have any great ideas that we didn't mention or share or something that's really, been helpful or comforting or worked for your family, please let us know what they are so we can share them in other um, future podcasts or posts. Um, You can always email us at whatsyourgrief at gmail.com. Share on Facebook or you can tweet at us at whatsyourgrief. Um, We always love hearing what's working for people. So uh, we referred to a notes page several times throughout this podcast. Uh, That notes page will be www.whatsyourgrief.com slash 40 dash five. So that's 45 spelled out 40 dash five. And we'll have a new podcast up for you all in 2017.